In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, the one major aim of our holy Catholic faith, the point, as you know, is to make man divine through Jesus Christ. Divinization, which of course can only reach its plenitude in heaven by the enjoyment of the beatific vision, where St. Paul tells us God will be all in all. This is the task which God has given to his church, and she says to the faithful what St. Paul said to his Galatians, my little children of whom I am in labor again until Christ be formed within you. On this first Sunday of Advent, let us go back in thought to those 4,000 years represented by the four weeks of this season and reflect on the darkness, the crime, the sin which filled the earth before our Savior's coming. Let's let our hearts be filled with a lively gratitude towards he who saved his creature from death and who came down from heaven that he might know our miseries, our human miseries, all of them except sin, by experiencing them himself. During the season of Advent, our Lord is knocking at the door of our hearts at one time and another so forcibly that we can only help but notice them, at another so softly that it really requires attention to know that our Jesus is asking for admission. He comes to ask them that have room for him. He wishes to be born in their house. The house indeed is his, for he built it. He preserves it. And yet he complains that his own refused to receive him, at least the greater number. But as many as received him, he gave them power to be made the sons of God, born not of blood, but of, nor of the flesh, but of God. Prologue of St. John. It is now the moment to begin making room in our hearts for this divine infant, for he desires to grow within your, within your soul. And this we do chiefly by penance. This is a penitential season, Advent. Like Lent, not as severe, but very similar. And we should model Advent to a certain extent on our Lenten efforts. The time of his coming is close at hand. Let your heart then be on its watch lest you should be found asleep when he arrives. Watch and pray, chant. The words of the liturgy are also intended for your use. They speak of darkness, which only God can enlighten. They speak of wounds, which only his mercy can heal. They speak of a faintness, which can be braced only by divine energy. And you, for whom the good news are still as things that have not come to pass, because we have been dead in sin, he who is life itself is coming to us. 
Whether this death of sin has held you as its slave for long years or has freshly inflicted on you the wound which made, which made you its victim, Jesus, our life, is coming. As the psalmist says, why then will you die? He desireth not the death of the sinner, but rather that he be converted and live. The grand feast of the birth of our Savior will be a day of mercy for the whole world, at least for all who give him admission into their hearts. They will rise to life again in him. Their past will be destroyed. And where sin abounded, grace will all the more abound. This earth of ours will tremble at the approach of the dreaded judge, and the heavens will flee from before his face. Those unhappy souls who refused, who will have refused to know the time of their visitation, they shall then vainly wish to hide themselves from the face of Jesus. They will shut their hearts against the God-man, who in his excessive love for them will have wept over them, as he wept over them at Jerusalem more than 2,000 years ago. Therefore, on the day of judgment, they will descend into everlasting fire. Let, then, let those then, hopefully all of us, who are, who are, let those then who are not touched by the tidings of the coming of the heavenly physician and the good shepherd who giveth his life for the sheep, let us meditate during Advent on the awful yet certain truth that so many render themselves unavailable, they render the redemption of Christ unavailable to themselves by refusing to cooperate in their own salvation. They may treat the child who is to be born with dis disdain, but he is also the mighty God. Do they think that they will be able to withstand him on that day when he, is to, when he will come not to save, but to judge. Would, they, would that they knew more of the divine judge before, before whom the very saints tremble. And let these also use the sacred liturgy of this Advent season, and there they will learn how much he is to be feared by sinners. And we would not imply by this that it is only sinners who, who need fear God, Every Christian ought to fear. Fear when there is no nobler sentiment in it makes a man a slave a purely, to a purely servile fear. But when it accompanies love, when it is a reverential fear, a feeling which fills the heart of a child who has offended his father, but yet has the confidence to seek pardon, when at length Love casts out fear. Even then, this holy fear will sometimes come, and like a flash of lightning, pervade the deepest recesses of the soul. It does the soul good. She wakes up afresh to a keener sense of her own misery and of the unmerited mercy, mercy of the Redeemer. So let no one therefore think that they may pass safely through this Advent without taking any share in the holy fear which animates the Church. 
She, though so beloved by God, prays to him to give her this fear. And in her office, the office of sext, she cries out to him, Pierce my flesh with thy fear. It is, however, to those who are beginning a good life that this part of the Advent liturgy will be most serviceable, will be most helpful. So it is evident that Advent is a season specially devoted to the exercises of what is known as the purgative life, which is implied in the expression of St. John, continually repeated by the Church during this holy time. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Let all, therefore, strive earnestly to make straight the path by which Jesus will enter into their souls. Let the just, let the just forget the things that are behind and labor to acquire fresh merit. Let sinners begin at once and break the chains which now enslave them. Let them give up those bad habits which they have contracted. Let them weaken the flesh and enter upon the hard work of subjecting it to the Spirit. Let them, above all things, pray with Holy Mother Church. And when our Lord comes, they, they may hope that he will not pass them by, but that he will enter and dwell within them. For he spoke of all, of all when he said these words, Behold, I stand at the gate and knock, and if any man shall hear my voice, will open to me the door, I will come in unto him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Amen.